Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast of Parallel Barking. Uh, my name is Larry Backer, Woof Woof, and I'm here with Ariana Backer, Bark Bark. And we are here to talk about something that we talked about a little while ago. Uh, although things are changing, this is the um, the continuing protests uh, in Iran, the genesis of which occurred uh, just a little bit ago uh, when the morality police detained uh, a young woman uh, ostensibly because she was not wearing her uh, her head covering in the appropriate way, and then she died. Um, a lot of people thought that she had been brutalized by the police. There have been rumors about that going on uh, for a long time. Uh, the Iranian morality police said that the 20, I think she was 20 or 21-year-old. 22. She was 22 years old, that she died of a heart attack. Uh, very few people believe that outside of the, the morality police, I guess. Uh, and there were any number of protests that involved a lot of things. But uh, a lot has been going on since then. Many people thought that the protests were, were going to erupt just a little bit and were going to dissipate, but in fact, they haven't, and they've taken some interesting turns. Uh, so what's been going on, Nan? So for the past over two months, there have been protests, like you said. They have um, been getting <clears throat> bigger and bigger, and you know, some have been calling them a national uprising. And actually, most recently, and um, probably trending on your Twitter feed, if you have been paying attention today. Twitter? What's Twitter? Mm -hmm. That's another podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Iran's World Cup team stayed silent for the national anthem. That's right. That in, was played before the game. Uh, and that raised a lot of eyebrows. Right. In solidarity for... The, with the protesters. Um, so that was big news. Um, right. And let's stay that with that for a second before okay. you get to the other stuff. Um, that And of course, the, the, the players said nothing. That, that's what made the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the act of silence all the more powerful, is that they didn't lecture anyone about what they were doing. They merely stood silent while, and respectfully while the Iranian national anthem was playing before the game with England. And then they lost. But there's a lot of stuff that was going on around that before the first notes of the Iranian uh, national anthem was playing. So, for example, um, there had been uh, uh, Iranian athletes, and we I think we talked about this a little bit before, Iranian, prominent Iranian athletes have been uh, among those at the forefront of, of, uh, of asserting solidarity with the protests and certainly uh, solidarity with the, the women who have been, uh, as, as many people believe, uh, horribly mistreated uh, in uh, what m even more people believe may be a very un-Islamic way uh, by the, the people whose responsibility it is to, to preserve uh, and ensure the, 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 the correct uh, um, actions. But uh, the athletes have been, uh, in this case, uh, Iranian athletes had been lobbying FIFA through a law firm, apparently, this is news reports, urging the FIFA governing body to suspend the Iranian Football Federation and to ban it for participating in the World Cup. Uh, FIFA resisted, but more interesting still 
was that the Ukrainian Football Association had also been calling on FIFA, and everyone knew in, in the athletic area, everyone knew about this, the Ukrainian Football Association had also called on FIFA to consider excluding Iran's national team, citing the systematic human rights violations uh, both in Iran. So the Ukrainian, the official Ukrainian uh, position has been in solidarity with the, the protesters and also with the possible involvement of Iran. This is going against the Iranian government as opposed to the Iranian people. Uh, the possible involvement of Iran in the military aggression uh, uh, of Russia against Ukraine. And of course, that goes to the highly publicized uh, transfer of uh, Iranian attack drones and suicide drones uh, to Russia that had been used uh, with significant effects against uh, civilian and, and soft targets. And that in turn becomes even more interesting because today it turns out uh, that the Paris Court of Appeal has been moving forward to broaden the notion of complicity for war crimes. Uh, this is a case involving a, a private uh, company that knew or should have known that they were uh, selling monitoring equipment to the Libyan security services who then used it uh, to commit human rights violations. The Paris court said that that may, that may constitute complicity, which then makes the complicit party uh, or the facilitating party also uh, a violator of, of human rights. So there's all kinds of things that are wrapping into what had started as a fairly simple, straightforward thing, now wrapping into much more interesting global trends uh, uh, and involving uh, now other countries. So that the uh, so I wanted to pause there to just to suggest some of the the other reverberations that are coming from what seemed like a very simple and straightforward thing, which is silence at uh, the playing of a national anthem. But there's other stuff going on too, right? Well, right, and and, and that's to say nothing of the fact that. The World Cup is being held in Qatar, right? Um, which has been uh, controversial in and of itself. Um, that that would probably be for another uh, podcast. yet another podcast, right? Right. So there are human there are allegations of human rights violations all over the place uh, with respect to the morality police in Iran, which is the the primary subject with respect to the Iranian government. Uh, complicity uh, in supplying weapons to uh, Russia with U Ukrainian protests, uh, with the holding of this in 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 Qatar, uh, and so there's there's uh, a lot that and and all of this to some extent uh, perhaps interconnected. Uh, rumor also has it, and I don't know if this is true, that there was a fear that the Iranian security services were also going and monitoring Iranians who had gone to Qatar uh, to participate in the game to, to uh, check to see who was going to uh, aid or, or uh, engage in acts of solidarity with the protesters. Oh, I had read that as well. Right, right. And also that there was a, a, a rumors were flying around as well that the Iranians were annoyed enough about this, uh, this silence that they might have uh, thought about uh, sabotaging or at least part of the games as mm -hmm. in, in protest to the, the Qataris. Uh, but who knows? I mean, uh, rumors, rumors tend to be a very useful thing 
uh, and and whether or not they're true. In or the not. narrative, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure protesters are plenty busy at home. Well, exactly, and and we've had some other prominent protesters, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, and you know, and and to some extent, and you'd mentioned this before, uh, women driven. Yes, the this has been over two months of women led protests. You know, starting from the death, murder of Masa Amini, um, and and now most recently. Um, very famous women, two very famous women, actresses have um, been arrested for their acts of solidarity, um, posting pictures of themselves without their headscarves, so they have been charged with, you know, whatever. Right, and and that's actually quite interesting as well, because uh, we're now looking, if you think about it, um, the the modesty provisions apply not only to the physical body of women in a public space, but to photos. The photos of these women who may be circulating, um, and that's actually a little mind blowing because what it suggests is, for example, if these women were to fly to Paris, where the national rules are very different, and where um, potentially they may be required to take it off, and a picture is taken of them. They can, uh, the Iranian authorities can choose to view that as a violation, as if they'd stripped down uh, in central Tehran. I'm, I mean, that's scary to think. Uh, oh, wow. Now you're getting into jurisdictional authority, right? I mean, could you? <clears throat> yeah, well, that's right. The projection of, of this. Uh, and, and all of this, of course, then feeding into the, the Iranian government has been taking the position that it's the black hand of foreign interference that's riling up people who don't know any better. Uh, but I, I think it's very clear, and especially uh, when you combine, the, it's the women and local women who are really courageously um, engaging. Taking stands. In- and, and now the, the athletes, that it, it's very hard to see how any of this stuff has to do with um, with foreigners. And, and the idea, of course, for them is, uh, for the government, is that it's really not about morality. It's not about women. It's not about the ethics or solidarity. Uh, it's always, it's about them. So it's, it's the old story. Um, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think about me? Well, well according to the government, the, 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 what it has to do with foreigners is... The narrative, it's very convenient to blame everything on. Right. But but the reason for this is because they believe that this is actually being used not because anyone cares about women or morality or the morality police, but it's really a sophisticated ploy to overthrow the government. Absolutely. Right. And and in a sense, uh, it's it's it. This is a ploy that is that is used often, but in this case may be a horrible miscalculation on the part of a government that perhaps ought to be more worried about uh, being much more in touch with their population. With their own population. And, mm. and with their own religious sources and with the kind of discussions that they should be having around that within the Iranian Ummah. Uh, rather than saying, well, we're not going to discuss any of this stuff because it's really just about uh, the Americans or the Europeans trying to overthrow us. It doesn't seem like that at all <laughs> to me. 
Right. And and at some point, at some point, all of those chickens are going to come home to roost, I think, is the expression. And, you know, and, and not in, in a good way, I think, for, for the state. Uh, and it gets worse, of course. Right. They uh, are handing out death sentences to protesters. Because well, that's right. They're... That's right. Well, I mean, and, and it because follows. I... Right. So if, if you blame all of this on foreigners, then anyone who's actually protesting is not really protesting about the the... Uh, abuse of women by the morality police. What they are, they become blind instruments of a foreign, of a foreign power. government, right? Right, and therefore, and therefore, they should all die. Everything is justified, and mm-hmm. you know, and for a population, you can see how well that might scare people into not doing something. But at the same time, if the people believe that indeed. Uh, the acts of the state are both abusive and outrageous and un-Islamic, it may enrage them rather than scare them into submission. And that's the risk, I think, that the government is taking right now. Well, they can also convince themselves that what they're doing is right. No, absolutely. And and I'm sure I'm sure they, they do. Um, but in, in these kinds of things, at, at some point, being right at the point of a gun uh, does not suggest the longevity or stability of the, the system uh, that that you're creating, and at some point there's going to have to be some kind of <laughs> discussion. What's what's the word the Western Western people use? Dialogue. Dialogue. Yes, there's going to be dialogue, lovely. right? And and in a sense, uh, because the the government actually doesn't really seem to be wanting to use words, the dialogue is ongoing. Every one of these protests, every one of these acts of solidarity, is part of a dialogue. Whether the, the state wants to engage in it or not, it's, it's occurring. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, the retreat into the death penalty and, and the foreigners are, is, is something else. And, and of course, there's, there's an ethnic element as well. Uh, there have been reports that the, the Iranian government is now targeting uh, ethnic minorities within Iran. The, uh, the Azeri Turkish community and the Kurdish community seem to be uh, singled out for especially uh, attentive um, uh, actions or activities on, on the part of the government. And that's also um, causing a backlash, and, and not just in Iran, but in the, the global uh, Kurdish and, and Azeri communities. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um but what is not surprising is that um, international partners are the furthest they're going right now is announcing sanctions. Oh, okay. All right. So we're we're doing what I guess the West is doing what they do best. Uh, Nothing. No, that's not true. I'm sanctions kidding. are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, no, no, no. But yeah. Sanctions are something, but right. it it's just it. <sighs> right. It's it seems it seems to be a, a kind of misplaced thing, and and this is again going back yes, to the Ukrainian. Yes, it's a misplacement. It's a right. misplacement. That's why it seems like nothing because it seems like you're misplacing so much resourcing and energy and. And what you could be doing right. in a it's different a, direction, it, right? And then you ask yourself: Is it more about virtue signaling and yes. less about? And is it more about the the nuclear 
uh, discussions gone wrong, mm-hmm. then it is about whether or not you feel a kind of solidarity to uh, to the expression of the population. Well, they they're even putting the nuclear discussions on the table as if that that's that's part of, part of a bargaining chip. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Which which is which is just extraordinary. And we've been here before, right? This is one of the frustrations, for example, that the Ukrainians felt that the Russians invade Ukraine. And the first thing the West does is say, well, we're going to sanction them, the the Russians, and maybe people who help the Russians, and maybe we'll give you some bullets and guns. And then as things got worse, they gave them more. But the, the initial reaction there was appears to be of a kind with the uh, the current uh, response of uh, of Western governments uh, to to the activities in Iran, which is, yeah, we're, con- we're going to continue to sanction. And since we've been sanctioning the Iranians for all kinds of other things, well, we'll just add a couple more people. Why not? Yeah. Right. And, and, and there you go. But, do you, you know, the effect of this um, may not be either as targeted or as effective as perhaps uh, Westerners might might have wanted, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it falls short. It, it definitely falls short. Right, and and you saw it really falling short uh, in the context of FIFA, right? Mm-hmm. So the Ukrainians came and talked to them. Uh, Iranian athletes came and talked to them, and what FIFA did was say they patted them on the head and said we we sympathize, but you know what. We got a lot of something into these games, right. and uh, there's no way on earth we're going to we're going to do this now. Whether or not they should have done it is is of course an open question. Whether it's better to come in and make a statement or but to do something, but FIFA didn't do any of that. It's it's like the what we've just talked about with the there was no uh, thought process. There, there was, was no conversation. No conversation. Right. No right. So in some forth. respects, FIFA resembles the FIFA stance resembles the stance of the Iranian government in the face of people wanting to have a discussion mm-hmm. about what they're doing, and and that's just that's, a wall. That's right, and that's very telling, and and something that that perhaps FIFA should not be very proud of. Of, I think in in this context, That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're dealing with something that the West has at least purportedly uh, claimed to be very very sensitive to, and that's the position uh, their position with respect to uh, gender based issues, uh, issues involving women. Because at the core of this, we have to go back to to the beginning of this, which is, well, what was the big explosion? The big explosion here involved the way the state viewed themselves at liberty to treat women and especially young women in a particularly disrespectful and ultimately quite harmful and violent way uh, that that may be, uh, certainly from the perspective of the West and the way in which we're viewing the the expression of of dignity for women within society may have been something that was worthy of a conversation which no one is going to have. Right. Yeah. (sighs) So (laughs) that's right. And so here we are. We're we're sighing. Uh, There's all kinds of things we we might want to say, but most, much of it can really be reduced to do it again. Do it again, Ariana. It's just that was like perfect. That size, the special right. We need a special effects for, for, <laughs> it's, for it's just for sighing. And and what we're left with in the West, of course, is um, is uh, a little bit of protests, and the protests have died down to some extent in in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what is to be done? 
What do you think? That that is the question, isn't it? Um, yeah, I know. It, there have been at least two hundred. I know, um, it, according to reports, at least two hundred pro- protesters have been killed by Iranian uh, security forces. Um, it, what can we do? Yeah, it would. It would. I, I mean, th- there has been a history of violence against women in. Um, and and you know against those who dissent, um, so it's very difficult and it's amazing and inspiring to see what's happening now. But it's hard to think about what we can do, um, especially when you hear about the current uh, reactions of the U.S. and the U.K. and their just sanctions. Well, that's right. It just feels hopeless. Right. And at the same time, of course, you have to be respectful to the Iranian people. Absolutely. It's just not, it's not. Right. It's it's their conversation, Mm -hmm. uh, but they should be given the freedom to have it. Mm -hmm. uh, And and probably it's creating that space for it. You know, the, the great pity here from a very conservative position, the great pity here is that you don't have this conversation among Iranian clerics. Uh, there's a lot that can be said here, uh, and the the uh, Islamic jurisprudence is rich with potential possibility uh, for having a, a, a even if you want to retain the uh, the Islamic Republican system. There's a lot of space for conversation here. Can uh, you? I mean, is it possible to open up the floor for conversation between? Well, the two parties, right, it? right, exactly, or even within the 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 um, the the clerics, the society of clerics, right, themselves. within and to to even discuss right. something right. in like in, in an open way. I mean, right, right. The the religion is rich; its traditions are beautiful, uh, and it it has a history of having conversations about dealing with modernity. This is something that that Islam has had to face in a variety of different ways. It's been very contentious, of course, uh, but facing modernity and facing the changes of the world around them is something that that the religion, like Christianity and Judaism, mm-hmm. has has had to deal with. And this may be one of those spaces where you you really want to give them space um, and you want to discuss, but you also want to, I I think, express some solidarity with those who have um, a uh, something to say about this, especially when what we what we wind up seeing is the uh, uh, violence uh, against, especially against women, that even to the most. Um, the, the people who are least interested in, you know, all things being equal in, in rocking the constitutional boat of, uh, of Iran, uh, you know, making them think, well, you know, there's a wrong here. Right. I mean, disproportionate. Right. And, and one that's, that's worthy of a conversation. So for those of you out there, um, I suspect that, that this is going to continue. Uh, we, we certainly have not seen the end of this. If we do see the end of this, uh, it would have to be by the use of, of violence that itself, 
might have might require us to rethink the way in which we look at um, uh, human rights, and then all of this ultimately attached to Iran's uh, place in the world, not just with respect to the way it, it treats its own uh, people who want to have a conversation about something that, that is really worthy of discussion uh, in an Iranian context, but then Iran's role uh, in the world in, in which it uh, is, is it, it, the certain elements in the state feel as free uh, to uh, badly train and badly manage their morality police in the same way that they think very little about exporting uh, drones uh, to a state that will then use it to to murder civilians uh, right. in the in the in an invasion context. So, in, yes, a different war. Right. I mean, if if you are as an individual thinking of helping. Um, there is the the Women's Committee of the National Council of Resistance of Iran um, is raising funds to support their continued work on uh, against gender-based inequities in Iran. I suggest looking them up. Right. And everyone should follow their heart. This is, uh, uh, and if in, in a respectful way, I think this is, uh, something that all of us should be thinking about uh, as members of the global community. Uh, and uh, perhaps clerics can reach out to their uh, brethren in Iran and, and suggest uh, ways of, of opening things. So this can right. come from both there sides. There should be di- many discussions. Right. But, but thank, you for pointing, thank you for pointing that out, Ariana. There, there's all kinds of ways that one can... Uh, one can help without being overbearing. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the key here. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's all I got. Woof, woof. Bark, bark. Thanks, everyone. We hope to catch you next time.